Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning. It is Friday, September 24th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott, joined right now by 24-7 Sports College Football Analyst Blake Brockermeyer, previewing a week four that I think is going to be pretty good, Blake. Looking at the looking at the slate, we have our, our games to pick. I'm liking the underdogs on Saturday, and I'm, I'm ready to do another another Saturday on the couch. I know you'll be down in Austin for Texas versus Texas Tech, and then getting home that night. Are you going to be upset that you can't watch Arkansas versus Texas A&M after doing such a thorough breakdown of it for 24-7 sports? Well, I'll record it and watch it later. I'll probably probably catch the second half of it in my car on the way back, but I'm excited for that game. It's going to be a really interesting game, especially it being Arkansas's first road game. I think that will be a factor. It's not a true road game, but it'll for them it will be just because it's neutral site. But it, that's going to be a really interesting game, and I can't wait to kind of see how how the coaches kind of scheme each other out on that game. Yeah, so let's 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 dive into it. We'll give some picks out six and three this year against the spread. I think that's pretty good. It's not even my forte. Um, Real good as a betting guy. Yeah, at Arkansas open as a six point dog. This is down to four and a half. I, I, I knew I was going to bet Arkansas regardless. I'm taking Arkansas to cover. I've also got Arkansas on the money line. Blake, they're, they're 3-0 and against the spread this year. Texas A&M, the defense is so good. It's the Wrecking Crew 2.0. But Zach Calzada, to me, is a liability here. Well, we'll find out. I mean, he's got it. You know, he's played on the road in Boulder. I mean, Boulder's not the most hostile environment in the country, but it's not you know, it's not easy. And to come in in those circumstances, he came in and he was inconsistent and, and he's not the most accurate guy in the world, but he made plays when the, when the game was on the line. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how greedy he gets this weekend against Arkansas's robber defense. But I personally would take the points in this game. And I think, I don't know how, but I think A&M somehow wins this game by a point or two. I think it's going to be a really close game. And I think somehow, some way, A&M seems to always pull this game out. And I think I, th- I think their special teams in this game might be the difference maker. But I'll take the points in Arkansas. Wow. Yeah, this is a, it's a weird series. I just, I don't know. Like, to your point, and this is one of your keys of the game for A&M, protect the football. Let your defense, which is number three nationally in yards per play, do its thing. We think that Mike Elko's crew is going to figure out KJ Jefferson, maybe. Like, no one's no one's done it yet, but that, that would be your logic here. And then just don't do anything stupid, right? Like, you've, A&M's got enough playmakers to, to spread the ball around. I don't know, though. Like, I, I get your logic. I think this is Arkansas's year, and I, I think – you know, the better quarterback play in a close game. It's not like Arkansas is a slouch defensively. So I'm going Arkansas, but knowing that you go A and that you're going A and M now after a really thorough film review of both teams is giving me a second thought. But at least we'll have the points. 
play Clay. I think I think it, you know, I, I think it could go either way. I think both of these teams are 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 very similar. A and M can't really. Sh- I mean, they can obviously, but they shouldn't run their quarterback. They want to run their quarterback, but at this point in the season, without another quarterback that's proven at all on their roster, if Calzada gets hurt, their season's over as far as any kind of dreams of playing in Atlanta. So I think that hurts them. I'm sure he will run some, but it's it's a huge risk if he does. And Jefferson wants to run. He will run. That's part of their deal. They have another quarterback, Malik Hornsby, who can run as well. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, but It'll be a game like every game, but this game especially will come down to three or four just key plays on being smart with the football and, you know, punting the football this week and kicking the football is not the worst thing that can happen to either one of these teams. All right. Fox noon from Soldier Field, uh, Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. Notre Dame, six and a half point dog. This is the Jack Cone Bowl. This is Notre Dame's starting quarterback, who's a former starting quarterback at Wisconsin. He is currently out playing the man who is now the leader in that Badger quarterback room, Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz has still not thrown a touchdown pass this season. They've only played in two games, though. I'm curious on your on your read on this game. I don't. I think Wisconsin wins, Blake, but I don't. I don't know how they're going to score enough to win by six and a half. So I'm going Notre Dame covering. I'm pretty worried about the watchability of this one. You're sort of more of an old school football guy than I am, but like Notre Dame's rushing offense is bad. Wisconsin's rushing defense is incredible. But at the uh, on the other end, I've I've watched enough Wisconsin football the last few years to be extremely extremely dubious that they're going to score that many points even against a Notre Dame defense that isn't isn't playing so hot. I'm going Notre Dame covering. What do you think? I agree with you. I think that's way too many points for two offenses that don't look great. Uh, Notre Dame's quarterback obviously will will be very fired up for this game. I think he is the better of the two quarterbacks. You know, every time I watch Wisconsin play on offense, it, it, it's painful to watch. I feel like their offense is stuck back in the 1970s for some reason. Typically, they have a, a really powerful run game and a a uh, really good offensive line. I know that they've uh, struggled a little bit this year with some injuries, but there's no way I am not taking the points in this game. It's not a game I'm real fired up to watch, to be honest with you. I'll do that for you. You don't, you don't have to do that. Yeah, I, I'm taking the under in this as well. Like what the line, the line, the underline keeps moving. The total line keeps moving, but whatever it lands at, I'm taking. I think the the ramifications here, though, non-betting wise. Notre Dame, Blake, just hasn't looked very impressive. I saw one per- one person was writing that they're the most unimpressive 3-0 team in college football. I might counter and say that that's Oklahoma State. But Notre Dame, that, that week one win over Florida State was emotional, but Florida State's bad. You barely beat Toledo. You cover against Purdue. I don't think this is a, a team that's going to be competing for a college football playoff spot at the end of the season, regardless of what happens on Saturday. And then Wisconsin, I think, is clearly – behind the Big Ten West eight ball to Iowa. So I don't. this isn't this titanic soldier field matchup that I think we thought we were going to get in the preseason. Uh, both teams have, have plenty of warts. 
So. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I thought Notre Dame would would, would be a, a little bit down this year after last year. They had a really good team last year. Their offensive line was elite, one of the best O lines in the country. And it's just hard to to replace all, all, all the you know all the people that they lost. They've had a lot of injuries. Their offensive line has been banged up this year. You know, I, I think it's just Wisconsin. I had a little higher hopes for. You know, they're going to play great defense. Their offense looks like it's stuck in the 1970s. And if I'm Wisconsin, I try to reestablish a different offensive identity. I mean, you want to run the football and be power run game and all that stuff, but you've got to get a quarterback somehow and be able to spread the ball around and you can still run the ball doing that. So it'll be a, it'll be an old school game. Neither one of these teams, in my opinion, have have any postseason dreams besides going to a, a fun bowl game. Yeah, fun bowl game. I think the most interesting line of the week, Clemson, 10-point favorite at NC State. Debo Sweeney and Dave Doran do not like each other at all. NC State fans have been wanting Doran to be better in a big game. This qualifies as a big game. They laid an egg on the road in Starkville a few weeks ago. They're losing 24-10 to to Mississippi State. That line was... I mean, they had a fumble. They, they they threw an interception. They gave up a kick return, the Oakley kick return for a touchdown. Clemson's offense is 108 nationally in yards per play at just under five. It's right ahead of Bowling Green, New Mexico, Georgia Southern, and Old Dominion. I get that they played Georgia, but they also played an FCS team. That number should be a lot better, Blake. NC State's defense is top 25 in total D, top 25 in passing D, top 20 in rushing D. I'm going NC State covering. The people picking Clemson to cover here, to cover the 10, are assuming that this Clemson offensive turnaround is going to happen. There were no there have been no signs of that, just not even an inkling in last week's game against Georgia Tech that that was on the verge of happening. I think they're still a few weeks away from figuring it out. Maybe naming Will Shipley the, uh, as the starting running back does something for the offense, but even if Clemson's defense not, isn't giving up more than 17, I don't, I don't see how Clemson's scoring 27 yeah, I don't see that either. Clemson's offense is struggling. Their their quarterback. You know, when you when you recruit the way Clemson does at quarterback, and other teams do this as well, it's a problem when your quarterback isn't delivering like you would expect him to. And so, you know, that's going to be a struggle for them all year. You know, everyone is going to you know play Clemson the way Georgia Tech did the rest of the year. That's just the way. That's just the way it works in college football. Once you show a weakness, you know, everyone's gonna gonna do the same. I know, I know NC State's got a few injuries. They they lost their starting linebacker, uh, Peyton Wilson, and a safety for the year. But I I I'm gonna take NC State as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if NC State won the game outright being at home. I, I know there's I, I know that they're not a incredibly explosive team, but I think being at home, I think they probably feel like they legitimately have a chance to win this game for once. And I think they're going to have a huge home field advantage and I could see them actually winning this game. Yeah, I can too. I'm glad I don't have to choose a winner here. Just, just, just the points, just the points. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, maybe, maybe Clemson wakes up and wins by 30. And if it does, I think that's just going to catch everybody. By yeah. surprise, I, th- I think that's the right bet. That's they, the right bet for they us. They could. I mean, their defense is obviously going to have to to contribute heavily for the rest of the year for them, which they could. They have an elite defense, so be interesting to see. But you know, postseason plans for Clemson seem like they're 
not in a great spot right now. Not at all. A few more week four games. We don't need to analyze too much, Blake, but uh, SMU-TCU, iron skillet battle. Uh, TCU is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. SMU might have been caught looking ahead last week, use a Hail Mary to beat Louisiana Tech. This feels like uh, TCU beat Cal. They've had one test so far, but we're about to find out what TCU is really made of because they play Texas next week as well. Yeah, you know, SMU, you know, got them the last time they played in Fort Worth two years ago, outplayed them the whole game. It'll be interesting to see, you know, no one really knows what TCU is about. I mean, they've played one game. So, you know, SMU's kind of got them fired up this weekend. TCU's got Texas next weekend. So I think it'll be a really good game. And, uh, I could see TCU winning in a very close game, but I'd take the points in this game as well. Saturday morning in Starkville, LSU's lucky this thing isn't at night. They're at Mississippi State. Mississippi State, of course, embarrassed them last time they played. Mississippi State's two-and-a-half-point home dog. Not asking for a pick here, Blake. I, I kind of like Mississippi State and that Zach Arnett defense to, to do it again and, and maybe even win outright against an LSU team that, I think last week was their first time to actually look good. And that's saying something because after the UCLA game, they played two quasi cupcakes. Yeah, it's who knows. LSU is one of those teams that that you never know what to expect from week to week. And Mississippi State playing at home is going to be a, obviously an advantage for them. And uh, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting game for sure. Does Florida State get its first win of the season? They host Louisville. Florida State's a uh, one-and-a-half-point home underdog. Man, I don't know. I watched Louisville against Ole Miss. They looked horrible. I watched Louisville against UCF. They looked pretty decent. So, I guess it just depends on which team shows up. I would would take Louisville in that game. Yeah, me too. All right, I got two more for you. I got two more. Nebraska at Michigan State. This line feels weird. Michigan State's only a five-point favorite after that emotional win at Miami. I've got Nebraska covering. I think it's just one of those it's one of those trap games here. Um, Michigan State, I love them. I love Kenneth Walker. I love Mel Tucker. But I don't know if Miami's that good. So they'll probably win, but I've got Nebraska covering uh, the five. And then, Blake, my one for you, Oklahoma home night game is a 17-point favorite against West Virginia. Lincoln Riley's been really bad with the spread, you know, this season, last year. Do you see any world in which Oklahoma beats West Virginia by 17? Well, normally I'd say yes, but I've been picking Oklahoma every week to blow people out, and and they haven't done it yet. West Virginia is coming off an emotional win versus Virginia Tech at home. I would take the points in this game. West Virginia, I think Oklahoma will win. If the game were in West Virginia, I think West Virginia might actually have a chance to win this game. But I'll take the points in West Virginia, which means Oklahoma will probably blow them out this week for the first time. Yeah, maybe get Spencer Rattler back on the Heisman map. And then just a news note, the late game Saturday night is Oregon State at USC. I was really excited about the Jackson Dart era beginning. You got me pumped up for him this fall, Blake, when you wrote about how much buzz he was getting. But after supplanting Keaton Slovis last week because Slovis got hurt, Dart now is hurt. And so Slovis is going to be back playing Oregon State. So, I mean, who knows what happens, but that I think that's going to be a messy QB situation all season. Yeah. I, I do feel confident, though, in thinking this is Slovis's last year in L.A., regardless of NFL or not. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, he's – I think Dart will be the guy there whenever he gets healthy. If, if he is – you know, if he does get healthy again – 
if this game were in Oregon State, it would be a, it would be a lot tougher game. But USC should be fine this week with whoever's playing quarterback. All right, Blake Brockermeyer. Follow him on Twitter at bbrockermeyerfw. Blake, have a great week, and we appreciate you joining us on the College Football Daily. Our producer is Lance Glenn. I'm Trey Scott. Everyone enjoy your week four. We'll talk to you on Monday with some winners and some losers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.